0: Love, talk radio.
1: Hello again, Hempster. Welcome to another hemp episode of Hemp Radio. Tyler Hemp here, your entrepreneurial host, here to hemp and hemp educate your hemposphere because it's hemp important. Here we go again with another brief yet powerful hemp educational show for you. I believe that investing in your education and investing in hemp are two essential actions you can take for yourself, the economy and the planet that will make a long-term beneficial impact. And today we have a very special guest, Dylan Velo. I, sorry if I pronounce it wrong. He'll correct me. Uh, who is the founder of a new hemp company called Tree Free Heat of the great state of Maine. Uh, he just graduated from Thomas College and is uh, in an up-and-coming amazing uh, brand. He's an hemp entrepreneur like us. Uh, making every one of uh, these awesome hemp fire starters uh, that they offer by hand. Uh, He makes them himself, and you've got to get a few. They're amazing uh, stocking stuffers. We're going to go into the details of this uh, hemp-based fire starter product. And uh, so to to give you a little insight on his hemp company growth and to introduce you to the, the, the company, the product and the man Dylan, welcome to the show. So glad you could be here. Sorry hello. if I butchered your last name.
0: <laughs> hello, hello everybody. And that's okay. Uh it's pronounced Vayu, but you are Vé-you. one of a million people that have struggled with it. It's all right. The name is It seems really very matter. French. Yeah, very French. There shouldn't be two L's and an X and a name. It just doesn't make a whole <laughs> lot of sense. But that's okay. That's okay.
1: Totally. Well, tell us a little bit about your, your background before we get into uh, you know, the details on hemp. What, what, um, where do you come from? What's your background like? And what led you up to creating a hemp company and a hemp product?
0: Yeah. Um, so, like you said, I graduated um, from Thomas, but I went back to uh, achieve my master's. So I'm currently going to do my master's at Thomas College, and I should be done that through the accelerated program. Sometime mm-hmm. around June, um, but before I started all of uh you know this journey, uh, I was kind of making a lot of other small businesses when I was younger uh, so I guess where the journey really started was when I was fifteen years old. My mom was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, and as mm-hmm. you can imagine, for a fifteen year old that's that's like quite a a life changing event um, doubt. And it's funny because, you know, when you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, they all kind of have these catalysts and there's always this one moment in which they realize they're going to need to make a really large change. And I vividly remember that moment. It was ironically the same moment in which she told me that she had stage three breast cancer and wow. we were driving uh, we were driving away from my last baseball practice um, and I was like, wow, like I need to become independent. I need to make massive changes in my life. I can't do the sports that I was always doing. And I had to really focus on, well, like the future, because it became very uncertain for us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was like the, the, that was the opening of me trying to become financially independent and, and creating businesses. So that was the start of, the entrepreneurial journey. Um, mm-hmm. But then the start of the Tree Free Heat journey happened when I uh, went to college for the first year. Um, I started to learn about Henry Ford, and it was really exciting to learn about such an incredible entrepreneur and himself. And the thing that I learned that really caught my eye was that he had a decision point in which he could use hemp ethanol or gasoline. And so... Naturally, his vision was to get cars to as many people as possible. So he chose gasoline because it was a cheaper, more available product. And you know that that moment really left me wondering as to well, why can't we do that again? Why can't we revitalize that idea, bring that idea to life, and just see it through? And so you know, from a high level, that's that's really how we started. Um, and, you know, beautiful. the fire started. Just the first iteration.
1: That was that was the the spark. Of the, of the beginning that's yeah. really cool well, you're absolutely right. I mean we're all on the hero's journey, and we have our dark night of the soul where we experience the challenges and the pains and the struggles of life that give birth to the new ideas and inspire us to make changes for the better and so that's such a cool story, and I really appreciate your tenacity and and focus to bring such a cool product um. What is it specifically? So you, you you learned about Henry Ford. You saw that hemp was this alternative resource uh, for a fuel, and then eventually you thought, well, I'm going to create a product with hemp. And, and what was it specifically about hemp that you learned that that really inspired you to do something with it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it recently like was on the news um, at the same time because Maine kind of like was really starting to build momentum in the hemp industry. Um, approximately around 2016, 2017. Um, And, of course, I just knew of all of the cool things that hemp can do, and, you know, it just wasn't on the market or available. Um, But my original idea was to walk in the same footsteps of Henry Ford and, you know, create my own hemp ethanol. Uh, That was a ridiculous idea, absolutely absurd, because I'm one person that's completely broke. So to go from, you know, zero to a million Uh, That just wasn't going to happen. So instead of doing that, I just studied. I studied everything I could about hemp for two whole years, just waiting for a moment until the market matured in Maine and I could actually find a person that could help me elevate my ideas and bring me to that point, um, a mentor specifically. Mm -hmm. And by my junior year of college, I found that person. His name's Nick Rimza, and he's a mentor by trade. And I said, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. And he's kind of been the person that just puts me on those small steps to get to the big idea. And so kind of, I'm the visionary person. He's the, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say ordinary, but the more realistic person. And together, mm-hmm. we're able to create hemp renewable energy products, regardless if it's just a fire starter. They're the beginning product to get us to where we want to go to, which you know, could be hemp biobricks could be hemp pellets could be hemp ethanol it could be anything that it, it could be anything it's just whatever ends up happening to be honest
1: yeah whatever the market needs that the biggest um, needs out there uh, hemp can fulfill whether it's food shelter clothing fuel plastics I mean there's you're absolutely right so many directions to go um, exactly but since you you've brought a product to the market um it's treefreeheat.com is that correct
0: that's correct
1: and so if if people go there and and start using your products um that would be amazing please go check out dylan's um fire starter it's a great stocking stuffer good good you know just overall product to have in your camp camping gear um so t- tell us, you know, from the entrepreneurial perspective, what have been some of the, the good things and not so good things about working with hemp as a raw material for your product?
0: Yeah. I'll start with the not so good things because they're kind of funny and kind of uh, just, yeah, it's really funny. Like most of the time, um, mm-hmm. the not so fun things is like, this is a really hard market to navigate. Um People really struggle because you don't really get as much government help as you'd like. You don't just really get all that much general help as that you like. And it's the wild, wild west. So uh, a lot of people are trying to figure things out. So that makes like, you know, sometimes relationships really difficult because farmers will be in it. And then they just financially can't anymore. And I have to try and make new relationships with farmers. Um, Mm -hmm. And then along those lines, there's all these learning curves that I'm dealing with. Uh, with trying to process the hemp. Like we, we started with no machinery whatsoever, and I was processing these hemp stalks by hand. Eventually, I got really fed up with doing that, and I bought this like $100 electric wood chipper. And I would put the stalks through the electric wood chipper, and I could maybe put in, I don't know, like 30 stalks until I had to completely clean the entire chipper because if I didn't, it smelled like a fire was about to erupt. The the long bast fibers will just get all caught up in the gears, and so I'd have to completely clean it. And that was like, that would take me a whole day to process as much hemp as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, in the hindsight, those things are kind of entertaining to me because I really like those those hurdles and the randomness of what happens one day i'll be going to home depot to buy some like pvc pipe cutters and then i'll go to staples and buy like these really expensive titanium blade scissors whatever it takes uh is like a really fun journey for me so i kind of enjoy Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff even though it can be really irritating um but the good part of it is that it's the wild west it's so exciting people are so fun to like talk to about this stuff and what they're learning is like the cutting edge and i'm learning it right along with them and we teach each other and it's super like it's a community you know um Mm -hmm. and it's really fun to be a part of this community in maine because uh, people are just so nice and they're so helpful um and yeah i just i love i love all of it It's, it's a great time that's
1: awesome right on that's cool. So, so you've, the, the struggles is that there may not be a consistency. It's a brand new industry. Um, the, the materials themselves, uh, you, you're getting used to the machinery, the equipment uh, that you're using. So, just that learning process mm-hmm. is, is the, the challenge or the struggle. But, but in, in um, you know, it's kind of the fuel, so to speak, that, that, that uh, brings clarity for how to make a better product or be more efficient with your process. Um, and you've kind, exactly. of, you kind of started to go into that process that you went through as far as creating the Firestarter. Um, but tell us a little more specifically, what, what, are, what are the logistics? Um, describe the product to us. What does it look like? How do you use it? Um, what can people expect when they purchase it? How, how, um, how does it work and, and you know, how do you use
0: it? Yeah. Uh, so the packaging is really, really cute. My partner is a designer and he helped a lot with making them. Um, so, if I was to describe it, um, the box in particular, it's a soap box essentially. So, that's about the size of it. Um, and it has a little panel so that you can see inside of it to see the fire starters. Each package comes with two fire starters. And each fire starter has just hemp that's uh, gone through the chipper, soy wax and then a wick that's dipped in citronella, which kind of can help with mosquitoes, but most importantly is a natural way of just getting the fire to start faster. Mm -hmm. Um, And that right there, uh, that retails for $5. Um, And we mostly focus on wholesale, but we've really been finding that um, retail is a really great option as we've been uh, evolving the ways that we communicate to our customers. Um, We mainly focused on wholesale because, you know, I feel like that's just a very common way when you're starting off with a new product. Um, Once you learn about what the problems uh, could be with the product, you kind of just go to wholesale because it's a lot less effort to sell a lot more. Um, Mm -hmm. But with the increase success of our, of our social media, people have really just been reaching out and I've really been enjoying talking to just, Random people telling us stories about how they use their product. Um, I would say the most enjoyable story I received was about um, the this couple who has a seven year old girl. They went camping um, and they had their daughter try out the fire starter. She lit the wick, put it in the middle, and slowly fed the fire. And it was among the first times that she's ever made a fire before, because um, her parents can be kind of protective, of course, naturally. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was a really interesting story to hear and if it's easy enough for a seven year old um I think most people will be able to use it and most yeah. importantly they burn for approximately twenty minutes. Wow, how cool so yeah. it's it's like
1: a like a makeshift candle in a little cube shape yeah. with a wick, and it's just a way to get your your campfire or your bonfire going
0: yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: awesome. So treefreeheat.com is where you can pick them up. Uh, like we were saying, it's a great stocking stuffer. Good to just have in your your camping gear. Overall, the fact that you're using hemp is is just um, contributing to the the transformation that we're wanting to see on the planet. Um, so, kind of shifting gears, um, what what do you feel are some of the untapped industries in terms of hemp materials or? Uh, in your area um, of interest, you know, you you, kind of stumbled across Henry Ford. He not only learned how to fuel hemp uh, cars or cars with hemp fuel, but he also discovered hemp bioplastics. Um, Is that the direction you guys plan on going with, with your brand or your company, or do you kind of want to focus more um, on the same stream of, of, outdoorsy camping gear camping type products or what what direction do you feel is kind of an untapped uh, industry with hemp or where do you guys plan on going from here
0: um so i would say new england is like really early to the party um or sorry really late to the party right now so we have a lot of stuff to mm-hmm. figure out um, we recently purchased a decorticator. It's a, a much smaller decorticator than the ones that are on the market in America already. Um, mm-hmm. it's called the herd master. Um, it can do, I think approximately a ton to two tons a day, as opposed to most decorticators that are doing a ton, um, you know, an hour. But I yeah. think this is like the next step for the hemp industry. Um, Before we can even take the steps to, you know, working on hemp Cree or working on hemp bioplastics or hemp rope or whatever it will be, we really need to Mm -hmm. focus on being able to separate it at all. Um, So we really hope that that can be, ironically, a fire starter to the industry by having Mm -hmm. a decorticator that is local enough so that we can, you know, take these baby steps to just scaling the whole Processing aspect of you know entirely mm-hmm. that is definitely the most important part before we can really think about doing the uh, you know, after processing, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, after processing, uh, you know, product creation. Um, right. but to touch base with Maine, um, the thing that we've to do, um, with the product that's not the herd with the bast fiber the product we want to do the most is create fishing line or, or, or just any sort of nautical product. It's just so perfect for Maine. And we would mm-hmm. really love to connect um, aquaculture and hemp culture together to create the most Maine product I could ever think of, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really fantastic opportunity. Uh, but as certainly. far as like making other products, We do have a few others, um, but they're just like prototypes right now that we're working to scale. And that would just be hemp fat wood, and then eventually hemp Duraflame brick logs. We have the prototypes for both, but it's too difficult for us to scale with our current resources right now.
1: Yeah. And going back to your your first point of having a sort of mini or mobile decorticator, um, it seems like Mm -hmm. that's like you were saying the future where... There are these huge industrial machines that can pump out, you know, dozens of, of tons of, of herd and bast fiber a day. Uh, but mm-hmm. for small projects or you know startup companies that are wanting to do small scale production, it seems like it would be a lot easier to take that decorticator around to different farms and process on site, so that you yeah. decrease the cost of, of shipping. Um, you know, as far as you know, hemp stocks themselves they're, they're so bulky and so lightweight that it just it becomes cost prohibitive to to be shipping stocks from one state to the next or one county to the next frankly so to be able to mobile oh, uh to corticate and go around that seems like a, a good business model at least uh, as a startup company it seems
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. And we've talked to so many farmers. Normally, they just burn all of their stocks or they just compost them or just straight up throw them away into a landfill. So they would just love mm-hmm. to see something happen with their waste product. They they really don't care what.
1: Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, of course, there's other parts of the plant that could be used in, in the long term. We've got the, the bast fiber, which is a higher-end fiber that's used more for woven applications like rope and twine and fabric and such, and then the herd, which there's dozens of, of uses for that as far as hempcrete and these wood products, uh, paper products. Um, so do you think that that like a Duraflame product or other wood-type products could be used from like the hulls of hemp seeds or maybe the roots or, or some other uh, aspect or part of the plant that's not being used yet?
0: So the hemp root is something we're very interested in trying to finagle into a different product. Um, but that's such a tough, that's a really tough cookie to crack for us. Because throwing that mm-hmm. into a wood chipper uh, is, it just makes the most uh, terrifying sound you could imagine. It sounds like the <laughs> right. worst thunderstorm to ever hear. Um, right. So... <laughs> So we need to find a way to process the roots as well. We've seen people do handcrafted little projects with the roots. Um, But when you start to scale up your farms, that's just not going to work. If you want to do a full utilization of all the roots. Um, So fortunately, we do have a lot of the things in the hopper. That's something that we're just going to continue to slowly make uh, progress on until eventually we can find some way to utilize it.
1: Absolutely. Well, incidentally, the title of this show is Hemp Was Once Used for Dynamite. Now it's for fire yeah. starters. I don't yeah. know if you ever read about that, but um, there was an issue in Popular Mechanic uh, magazine back in, I think it was 1931, and they discussed using hemp stalks for dynamite. I, I don't know if it ever went into production or if that was a legitimate use case but um i do remember reading about that and if you just look it up online you'll be able to find hemp being used for dynamite so i thought it was pretty appropriate you know going from (laughs) a very explosive product to a a little tiny fire starter just uh you know that that scale of of uh, potential um yeah that's really
0: fun i i love that that's so funny and it really creates the perfect picture of the hemp market throughout the United States. I mean, it was booming in the early 1900s and then comes to a complete halt. And now we're Mm -hmm. back in 2020. And it's, you know, it's obviously much more than just a fire starting. But similar to that, it paints a perfect picture. I love it. That's intense.
1: Absolutely so our our intention with this show is is to really help hemp entrepreneurs and hemp companies to be more efficient to find the the ideal customers for their brand for their product uh, you know we're We're on a mission to hemp power the hemposphere, and we feel like hemp is that vehicle to, to transform our economy our ecology, our consciousness, ultimately, and, and that's why our brand is called Hemp Aware, because there's the hemp as the raw, physical, tangible solution to our problems, but the second aspect is awareness, and as a company, mm-hmm. as a brand, as a product, you want to raise awareness about the product itself, but also the, the amazing, phenomenal features and benefits that that hemp products have to offer, um, and so on, on that you know, in that spirit, um, what advice do you have for other hemp entrepreneurs or hemp business owners that might be struggling bringing their product to the market? Can you give them some, um, you know, ideas or just some inspiration or, or, you know, what would you share with other hemp entrepreneurs out there that are on a similar journey?
0: Yeah. So it's really difficult to always paint, um, you know, a blanketed, Uh, Blanketed advice. But for us, that's like always been super helpful is to take your time, like take. Yeah, absolutely. Just take your time with creating your your business, you know, Um, and and let things happen naturally. Don't don't make very hasty decisions because, you know, in in the in the immediate time that you're making that decision, it may seem perfect, Um, but we've had way too many problems where we try and go too fast and it just completely bites us in the butt. So for us, going slow, building everything um, naturally, like you have plenty of time, you don't need to rush. That is like the most important thing to our business now. And it helps us because then we can make much better decisions and avoid stress um, because this is a really stressful industry if you make it that way. You don't need to make a million dollars a year. You just don't. You can do something much more manageable that allows you to still be financially independent. And I think that's just like the most wise decision that you can make is just take your time and really assess, are you going to be better off if you go faster? Um, Because for us, the answer is commonly no. It's not always no, but it's commonly no. Um, And so, you know, that's why we've really been okay with just having a hemp fire starter business. Um if I was to be this person, if I was to ask this question to this uh to myself a year ago, I would be really upset that I just have a fire starter business when my eyes were focused on a hemp ethanol um business. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really okay to go slow and just embrace embrace what you are right now and then, you know, just build off of that. Progress progress is slow inconsistent it's not fast and immediate so i would say of all the things i could say for good advice that's the most important one to us
1: right on i that's really good advice i appreciate that and i've uh, you know been in the hemp industry for over 15 years so it's been a slow long journey but every moment of it has been uh I wouldn't say enjoyable because there's definitely the struggles and you know overcoming the stigmas and and all the hurdles in, yeah. in in this industry but like you said just that long slow steady uh pace is is what it's all about and being open to shift uh shift your ideas of what you think needs to happen Uh, and and being open and receptive to learn and grow along the way and possibly, you know, like you did come up with a new product because you see a bigger need or possibly a a lower hanging fruit to bring a product to market. That's going to change people's lives and ultimately expand into something much bigger. So I I commend you for being willing to to change direction and go with something that's easier to accomplish so that you can get that win and, and get that yeah. confidence to go to the next step. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So just uh, as as a final uh, closing, um please uh you know, check out treefreeheat.com, get some of these fire starters and share it with your friends and family. It's a great way to spark hemp inspiration in people's lives, pun intended, of course. Um so yeah, if there's <laughs> Any last uh, comments or any last advice or thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? I, I really appreciate your time, Dylan, and so glad that we got to connect, and I look forward to empowering Powering the Hemposphere together.
0: Yeah, thank you for so much for having me on, Tyler. And for everyone that's listening, uh, we're doing a sale right now, 40% off um, our four packs of Firestarters. We want as many people as possible to share the love um, for this holiday season. Uh, so, yeah, check out TreeFreeHeat.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook and follow the journey of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and a hemp entrepreneur. And I thank you all for listening.
1: Right. Thanks again, everyone. If you have any ideas for what you want to hear on this show, just email us support at hempaware.com. We'd love to hear your ideas or questions, topics that you want to learn about. Thank you so much for tuning in to HempAware Radio We really appreciate your time and focus and look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace out, everyone.
0: Peace.